And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And we want to thank you for listening to Don't, Don't Get Us Started. Um, this afternoon, we were talking about something that I thought might be something interesting for our listeners. You and I were talking about venting. Yes. And the different ways that we vent. And uh, for you this afternoon, it was just, just being talking. able to talk and... <laughs> Have somebody listen and not uh, judge right. what they were listening to. Uh, for me, it's sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's, uh, well, everybody that's listened to me very much knows that I swear a lot. And that's sometimes how I vent. I swear a lot. Um, other people do different things. So we thought it might be interesting if we asked our listeners to send us an email and let us know what your favorite way to vent yes. is. What do you like to do? What is the most effective, comforting way, if you will? Do you hold it in? Do you explode? Do you yeah. just talk? Yeah, do you vent? If you don't vent, oh, but if You're you do... You're a ticking time bomb. Yeah, if you do, let us know. All you have to do to uh, reach us by email is uh, to go, to, of course, to the website, click on don't get us started, and uh, then when uh, the information comes up, you click on the comment button, and that will take you directly to the email page, where all you have to do is click on don't get us and started. And if you want to be anonymous, you can, yeah. but please say so. Yeah, if you if you choose uh, not to uh, be announced on, on air, we won't announce your name or your hometown or wherever you're emailing from um but we'll read your email online otherwise on, stated i keep saying online and i don't mean that on on air and uh we'll see if we can get some sort of consensus of opinion about what people like to do to uh to vent you know it's i think it might prove to be sort of interesting i wouldn't call it a contest but we just no, want to know there's no prizes <clears throat> just let us know what you like to do whether it's private, public, or what, we're you know we're uh, hopefully it's not something like road rage. I you know I'd hate uh, to think that somebody hate to think that somebody uses road rage to vent. That would be that'd be sad because very, that's very very innocent bystander that you're picking I, on. I have enough issues with road rage as it is without. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Don't get, talk about don't get us started. I know. I'm so bad with, it, it seems to me like, I don't know, maybe because it's out, uh, I'm out on the road more now yes. because, you know, it used to be I was very stay at home uh-huh. before we started going to the gym together. Right. I stayed at home uh, two, three weeks in a row and didn't go anywhere unless Ernie and I would go shopping or right. out to dinner or some such thing. But for me to just pick up and go, I didn't because I was Nowhere busy at go. home. Well, no, it wasn't that so much. I was just busy at home yeah. and didn't feel the need to go anywhere. But so we go to the gym three times a we week. We go to the gym three times a week, and two of those days I come over here as well and podcast. So I'm a busy girl now, Yay. and I'm out on the road a lot, and I'm out on the same roads a lot, and it seems to me that I see an awful lot of idiots on the road. But today. Yeah, that's, it just, for me, that's an everyday occurrence, it seems. I And it's not just kids, although sometimes it is. Yes. Uh, and, of course, at my age, everybody's a kid. But, cool. you know, I mean, seriously, like this kid today, we we we. Stopped at us at a red light, yes. right? And and he he stopped, but inches forward into the 
walkway, like, like, oh, damn, I had to stop. And uh-huh. I get that. Okay, you're in a hurry, whatever. So this car comes up beside him. Now, I'm in the, um, I'm in the number two lane. He's in the number one lane, and there's only two lanes, okay? And then there's the, the third part of the road there where people can turn, you yes. know? It's not really a lane, but it's a turn lane. Yes. So this car comes up beside him, and he's turning right. And he stopped, as he's supposed to, at the yes. signal. And in California, you can turn right on a red light, unless it's, it's marked stated. otherwise. And he, the the right turner, turns, you know, and as he accelerates to make his turn, this kid accelerates. Uh-huh. Like, okay, we're going. And I'm like, hello, the light's still red. Fortunately, the child looked up and saw that it was still red, and he stopped. But then when the light turned green, of course, he sped up, and off he went and got to the next signal, which was red again, and there he was, sitting there waiting for me to get there in my own good time. I don't understand that. I don't. I'm sorry. I I don't know whether it's an age thing or not. I I don't think so. No. I think, I don't know. Anyhow, see, that would be me venting. That's that's uh, that's Sadie venting about road rage. Not it, as bad as the one idiot coming up the one street. Which one idiot coming up one street? Kissing your bumper almost the whole way to my house. Oh well, yeah, but I think that was a bully thing. I agree with yes, you. Yes, I think you had mentioned being it. A didn't bully. occur to me I was being bullied, but I think I was. I think you're being bullied this, on this the road. Guy, this guy was riding my ass. It's like we had a fifty mile zone, and I'm doing fifty. I even did, I was doing like 53 or 4 even. I'm not, you know, hovering at 49. You know, I'm doing, I think that's reasonable in a semi-residential area. And he's on my ass the whole way. And then I came to the railroad tracks and these railroad tracks are so, there's asphalt bumps on them. And if you hit them going full speed, you're going to screw your tires up badly. So I slowed down as any thinking driver does so you don't mess up your tires. And that has apparently set them off too. And then it's another, what, 50 feet to the intersection yes uh, where i turn and so of course i had to slow down for that and actually come to a stop since there's a stop a, sign there it's a boulevard stop what we used to call a boulevard stop it's a four-way stop and so i came to a stop and signaled of course and made my right turn and i'm chugging up the road doing i don't know 45 48 it's I, I, and it's not posted there i'm no, assuming it's, it's 45 in that but area. we have a school right here too well up the road a little farther, but before that, this guy's riding my ass again, riding my ass again, and and I thought, fuck you, I'm not going to go any faster, this is it, if you don't like it, go around me, there's plenty of room, and sure enough, he did that, he actually signaled to the left, you know, with his little flasher, and he went around me, and I thought, good, he's going on, and I'm out... He's out of my hair, and I happened to look over to the right because there's a house over there. Yes. And I turned back and just in time to see that this guy had not only gone around me, but had come to a complete stop right in front of me and was still signaling his left turn, and then he turned left. Uh Uh-huh. Now, fortunately, I wasn't driving fast enough to worry about it, and I was paying attention, and I have very good brakes, and I stopped in time and did not hit him. Because it would have been my fault, right? Uh, legally, uh, but I told you about it after I got here that day, and I said, "Yeah, I just don't understand." Well, then you pointed out he might be bullying me. Yes, and and I then I realized that I do drive with my handicap access tag in the window. Yes, uh, which you're really not supposed to do. They always tell you take it out and. Don't drive with it in the window. It impairs your vision and everything. And all of, all of us people who have one go, eh, fuck that. We want to leave it in there all the time. It's easier. you forget. You do. But anyhow, uh, I told, told Lacey, I said, I think that maybe it was because they saw, oh, let's scare the old uh-huh. lady. So I have taken to not driving with my handicap access tag hanging down anymore where it can be seen. And so far, I haven't been bullied since. No. Now, I don't know whether that's it or bully. not. I believe he may have been. So, um, so I don't know. There you go. I don't know how we really got there, but 
I wanted to mention to you also that I saw a headline in the paper that caught my attention. Oh, yeah, what's that? <clears throat> well, especially since we go to the gym to hopefully get ourselves in better shape. Yes. We not only want to get stronger and uh, like that, but we also want to be cuter. Better. We want to be cuter. We want we want to look slimmer and be slimmer if possible. Just to be healthier though. It's yeah. not so much as yeah. well and to have things fit and look nice. That's yes. that's part of it too. Well anyway, I found out that our problem may be not that we eat too much or exercise too little. Oh. Because I saw a headline in the paper that really caught my attention, and it says, the right bacteria might help fight obesity. So I'm not sad. I just have a bacterial problem. You have bacterial deficiency. Uh Yeah. Yeah, because it says different kinds of bacteria. I'll have to tell that to our trainer. I know, huh? (laughs) I should show her this article. Different kinds of bacteria can help Spur obesity, excuse me, or protect against it. Now, this is according to scientists at Washington University in St. Louis. I didn't know they had a Washington University in St. Louis, but apparently they do. Uh, Well, actually, that's weird because, okay, the byline is Lauren Niergaard, an AP medical writer, and then it says Washington. Okay. Don't know if it's D.C. Or, or state. Right. And then it says, scientists at Washington University in St. Louis. So I'm totally confused about where this school is. But in any case, some scientists in right. a university say that transplanted intestinal germs from fat or lean people into mice change the rodents. Wow. Actually changed them. I presume it So it made them skinnier, made them fat? Apparently. Apparently. And what they ate determined whether the good germs could move in and do their job. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just reading what it says here. It says... The It raises the possibility of one day turning gut bacteria into personalized fat-fighting therapies. And it may help explain why some people have a harder time losing weight than others do. That would make sense. So, yeah, and this was actually... So where can I get a skinny person to get your tummy bacteria? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, so, now, that raises the question, will I have to take... If I get transplanted gut bacteria germs will i have to take anti-rejection meds Mm. i mean am i gonna and it doesn't say whether you know i was wondering too in lab animals yes when like they they implanted these gut germs in these lab animals did they do they have rejection issues i don't lab animals i don't know either i they must because that must be how they found out how to solve that problem but uh anyway this was reported in uh, a journal called Science, and so you got to think maybe it's there's something to it. Right. Uh, overweight people harbor different types and amounts of gut bacteria than lean people do, they said. I'll repeat that. Overweight people harbor different types and amounts of gut bacteria than lean people. Hmm. So you kind of wonder why, you know, I, I I don't think it's a matter of necessarily what we eat, although they do say the thing about the, the what the rats, the mice, what they ate determined whether the good germs could move in and do their job or not. I don't, I, I don't know if they know yet. I don't think so. It doesn't I, sound like it. I think it. this might be a case of they don't understand everything they know about the subject. Right. Yet. And I don't either, obviously. But it does give one hope. <laughs> I'll donate my fat bacteria to a skinny person. I would gladly. I will trade. If anybody's got any fat or any lean gut bacteria that you want to trade for fat, Somebody that's like me, because there are people there who are... There is people are, who can't gain weight. That's right. They can't. They can have mine. Yeah. And they can have my boobies, yeah. too. You know, years ago, many, oh, many, many years ago, I knew a guy that uh went to school with who was a heavy guy. Okay. 
And uh, they, at that time, a product called Metrical had mm, just been invented. No, you wouldn't have. This was back in the 50s. Okay? Okay. You weren't around in the 50s. No, I wasn't but listening Metrical to my mom was like, yeah. had just been, uh, I won't say invented, but had just been produced really? and was available in the stores. And so he said one day uh, to my boyfriend, who was his friend uh, as well, he said, uh, my boyfriend said, how's it going with your new diet? Uh-huh. And this guy said, well, I don't know. He says, well, are you using the Metrical? And he said, absolutely. I take a can of it with every meal. A can of it? Yeah, with every meal. With every meal. Yeah. And he didn't understand it was a meal replacement. Oh, <clears throat> so kind of like, like Slim Fast type yes, stuff? Yes, yes. It was a forerunner of oh. Slim Fast. And so he couldn't so understand he why he wasn't double losing. Yeah, he, meals. He, yeah, he was. He didn't understand why he wasn't losing weight. Um, oh my goodness. So, so, I don't know. It, it's sort of interesting to see what might lie. You know, there's an awful lot of discrimination, uh, against heavy people. Well, you know, I wouldn't, I, I was gonna say that, but I, I think it's worse than that. I think there's discrimination against people of different body size. Not just heavy, but extra thin. Yes. If you, if that's a proper term, uh, maybe real short, maybe real tall. Right. People, uh, ladies, particularly ladies who are over six foot, as you are. Yes, I am. Uh, and on top of that, your, your size is a, a, is an issue. So you get discriminated on two different levels because you're tall and big, as it were. Me, I'm just short and big. Right. You know, I'm like a ball. You're like a tree. You oh. know. Well, compared to me, you're like yeah. a tree. You're tall and sturdy built. Yes. I'm short and round. Okay. Uh, and, and everything in between that gets discriminated. If it seems as though, if it doesn't fall into the Hollywood mode, right. exactly. Uh, and I or have to the give model. Hollywood credit because there are a lot of more fat if you say actresses and actors, than before, than yeah. before, there are definitely more of those than we have seen in the past. They uh, and and those who are not necessarily considered to be the beautiful ones. Yes. However, they may be working, but I don't know as they often have the the prime part. Are they always the the character actor? Right. Or are they the stars and carry the movie? Not so much. It's usually the There's beautiful a few, ones. But yeah. mostly it's the beautiful. Yeah. And the beautiful. And, and it, and whose standard is that, that they've got the beautiful body? Yeah. You know, I mean, look at models, for right. example. Models kill themselves with, with like alarming yeah, regularity yeah. with, uh, if, with food disorders, eating disorders. Um, because yes, they, because if you're not, they don't think they're thin and enough, and you're not thin enough, then you're right. not going to model. So there's a lot of discrimination that goes on, and in 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 the case of being overweight, because that I can identify with that one. Yes, so can I. In that case, to be discriminated against because I'm overweight, the 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 basis of the discrimination is not so much that I'm overweight, but how I got that way. And right. there's an awful lot of assumption. There's a lot of assumption that I eat all the time. I eat all the wrong foods. Right. And I'm lazy and don't exercise. Right. That part's kind of true. <laughs> I don't like to exercise. But I, uh, I don't, well, you don't know it because you're not there all the time, but I eat way, way less than my husband does. I eat a very healthy, well-rounded diet, uh, and we do go to the gym now. Uh, before that, no, not so much. I admit to that. I'm not an no, active person. No, I wasn't person. one for exercise. But just the, the, normal. the point that I'm that I'm trying to get to is that it may not be the fact that I eat or don't eat the right amount or the right kind of food. It may not be that I do or don't exercise. It may just be my gut bacteria. Yes. And... 
So, if that were were the case, and if all of a sudden they could totally prove this to the world, unequivocally, that this is what makes people fat, then would people stop discriminating against fat people for those reasons, do you think? Nope. What would, what would they, well, I mean, yeah, but it's kind of hard to say against a fat person, you're fat because you got the wrong gut bacteria and I've got the right one. I mean, what the fuck is that? I mean, yeah, no, well, that doesn't, I don't, I don't, I think there would be less. I think there would have to be less. They would find something else though. It's always something everybody. Well, people do pick on other people because they don't think they fit a because of their race or because of their size, their hair color, or their something. eye color, their skin Sometimes tone. Sometimes they pick on people because they think they're ugly. Right. Ugly is, uh, you know, some some of those terms are relative, I guess, in a, in a way. Um, just like body size is relative. But someone who one person thinks is ugly might not be ugly to another person. You know that old saying, uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Um, and I'm not talking about beauty not being skin deep. I'm just talking right. about the way somebody looks, um, is, is to, to my eye, I would think, eh, ordinary person. With someone me. else would say ugly. But based I think your on, attitude in life has a lot too. They've done, well, they've done a lot of studies actually about what our our eye and our brain perceives as uh beautiful right or ugly i i saw something i don't know when sometime back on television again i you know, watch a lot of television sorry that's how i get informed about a lot of stuff i think television is very educational in any case um i i saw this this uh documentary about the study of why we perceive beauty or ugliness in others. And it actually comes down to a very basic biological factor where um, involved with uh, procreation and perpetuation of the species, if we s- perceive someone as attractive... okay then we are attracted to them. Right. We're more likely to become physically associated with them over time and develop a relationship with them wherein we would uh, bear children with them okay. because we think they are cool to look at. Right. And it, it's a subliminal sort of thing. Without us realizing why we are attracted, physically attracted, to an, quote, attractive person, right? it actually is very subliminal, and it's like um, nature's way of us getting with what we think is the right person for us right. so we can produce offspring that we think we should have. Okay. At least that's kind of what they came up with with all this. And so I kind of, from a scientific standpoint, I kind of get why we judge people's appearance because it it has a basis in our sub-psyche, so to speak, that we're kind of not even aware of. And it's doing it is is maybe normal, but openly expressing that judgment may be something that as a, a member of a culture we need to overcome. We need in other to words, step- don't judge the book by its cover. Well, in other words, if you have an opinion about someone's appearance, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Share it with them if you choose to. I think you're beautiful. Right. I th- but not I think you're ugly. No. Or anything else. No. Now, model modeling agencies actually uh are happy to specialize in using ugly people for uh advertising purposes. Ugly people doing, pulling funny faces, for example, uh-huh. or doing odd things at, at, at an inappropriate moment make us laugh. Yes. Whenever we, uh, watch a commercial that makes us laugh, 
their hope is that we'll remember what the product was and I we'll don't, go and buy though. it. I don't, but that's what their that's their whole premise is right. that if you see the commercial and it makes you laugh, you're gonna go buy the like product. Like right now, my favorite commercial is the camel who walks through the office. Yeah, going what day is it? What uh-huh. day is it? What day is it? I, I don't know like what the that. hell that commercial's for. I don't either. But I like the camel. I don't cute. either. I don't either. I can't tell you what most of the commercials are for. That, but uh, they they have they have discovered that this is. Um, a tool that they can use. Right. So, but, but here's my problem with that. How do they, how do they recruit people for these commercials? What do they put out? We need ugly people to come and be in our commercial. I think what they probably they do? just do a casting call and they pick and choose without telling them that yes, they're looking for an ugly one. That's discrimination, I think. Well, that, that certainly could so be. So I think they just do a casting call and. They that, pick out the ones they that need. That certainly could be the case. I um, I don't know. I um, I I don't know. I that kind of bothers me. I don't know. I in, know quite a, a few attractive people, and once you get to know their personality, you don't see them as being attractive no more. You see ugliness. I did find uh, online a dating site. What are you doing looking at dating sites? Well, I, I wasn't, but I was looking at the, the, the most controversial examples of discrimination toward ugly people. Okay. And one of the things that it mentioned was a dating site uh, that has online sperm and egg bank for beautiful people. Aww. So its latest venture is a virtual sperm and egg bank uh, that has stocked is stocked with donors from a beauty gene pool. I have a problem with that. And it's open to, and I'm reading a quote here: "Ugly people who want to better their heredity line." Oh, God. So if you are what someone considers to be ugly, if someone's told you you're ugly or you think you're ugly and you don't want an ugly baby, you can go to this sperm bank and get a beautiful sperm donor and have a baby that might be prettier, apparently. Oh, my goodness. they're, They're also specific about what kind of beauty, if you want a blonde, blue eyed, Beauty, or there's a sperm bank for you. Cry so why don't you just go to a vending machine and push A2 and say, okay, that's the kid I want. It's pretty much is what you're telling me. Cryos International Sperm Bank in Denmark exports sperm to 60 countries around the world. Their motto is, congratulations, it's a Viking. <laughs> because they pro- produce blonde, blue-eyed, Nordic beauties, in their words. So, um, all of it, well, I'll, I'll go on. There's more. Ugly people get their own dating site. There's a dating site for the, it's the world's first dating site. And I'm, again, quoting here, for ugly people was launched in the U.K., um, now, who classified these people as ugly? It's, well... Themselves? I'm not sure. It says, the uglyball.co.uk, mm. that's the site, specifically excludes, quote, anyone who is overtly pretty or attractive, unquote. It accepts only those who weren't blessed with good looks or more blunt people who have fallen from the ugly tree and hit every branch serious? on the way down. <laughs> you you spoke over my line here. They hit they have fallen from the ugly tree and hit every branch on their way down. According to the site Straight Talking Creator Howard James, it offers as the aesthetically challenged a much needed service. It's a sad fact that up to half of the United Kingdom is made up of ugly people. 
Yet, amazingly, nobody has ever thought of providing a dating service for them. And so he, uh, they do that. They provide a dating service for people who are not overtly pretty or attractive. Now, who decides that, you asked, and I yes. don't know. They don't say. Maybe Mr. James does. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that, uh, let's take uh, Susan Boyle. Okay, you know who Susan yes, Boyle I is? Yes, I do. All right. When she went on the show, uh, before anyone knew anything about her, yes. Uh, even the, the judges of, and I think it was American Idol, wasn't it? Or, I, or was it America's Got Talent? Which one was it? Idol, American I Idol. I think it was American Idol. The judges even said, you know, we misjudged you. We looked at you and thought this, you know, what can come out of this? Right. In other words, they looked at her and thought, ugly, um, ugly fat lady, yes. what, how, you know, and they as much as said that, which in itself was, I think, the wrong thing to say. Yes. But it was ob- it was obvious to everybody that that's what they were doing. Yes. And bless her, she let that happen. And I don't know whether she agreed to ha- let it happen in the first place or not. She knew she was a plain lady. I would not call her ugly, but she was a plain lady. She yes. did not dress fancy. She didn't she was a little chunky. Um she wore her hair in a very plain style. She did not wear makeup. But she sings like a frickin' angel. Yes. Uh, and, of course, nobody was expecting that. And so for a while there, everybody was going, see, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Look at that. We thought she was ugly, and yet look what comes out of her. Well, you know, that's sort of a half-assed, back-assed compliment to me. Yes. The way I look at it, it's like... Then they went and got her a makeover, and she wasn't happy. She was happy the way she was. Well, and, and just just the fact that they had... The dis, distaste, is that the word? The poor taste to, to say to her face, essentially, we, we thought what could possibly come out of somebody that ugly is right. just so wrong. Very uh, much so. But in any case, um, and she does happen to be from that area. She's actually from Scotland, I think, but same vicinity, anyhow. So I don't I don't know. This isn't this is not a uh decision making effort on my part. This is just a consciousness arising arising consciousness raising effort on my part. Uh there's a sign outside a restaurant in ah. um Denver. Now before you get real excited okay. about this, let me preface this by saying this is a joke. Oh, okay. It's Sam Taylor's Barbecue, the best ribs in America. One bone is all it takes, it says. Well, I've heard that before, but never in connection with dinner. But in any case, uh, (laughs) the sign under that says, Ugly people eat free for today. Um, The guy that owns the restaurant put the sign up. He says, all in good fun, just a clever way to get people to the end of the door. Um, he said there's never been an ugly person at his restaurant. In other words, to him, all people are, are acceptable in their looks. But he randomly chooses patrons to be the, quote, winner of the free meal. Oh, so okay. it's all a big joke. But if you were to drive down the street and not know that that was a joke, and when I first he read this... You might have lost a little bit of business. Yeah, when I first read this, I didn't know it was a joke, and I was like, what? Right. That's not right. But he's just kind of making a joke out of it, and I, I, I guess it's an okay joke. I don't know. It's kind of like if he... What if he put up a sign that said, fat people eat free today? Right. Or emaciated people eat free today. Or black people eat free today. Or white people eat free today. Or Asian people eat free today. There's so many levels of discrimination in this country. Yes. That. Too much. Um, he could have made it more. I, I wonder whether that was the best way to make a joke in his community or not. I suspect maybe you'd have, have to been. personally personally know the man to know his sense of humor. Well, that may be, but I that me that, driving down the street, I would not have picked exactly, that restaurant that, to eat at. He assumes that everybody in town knows his sense of humor, and that's not necessarily a fair assumption. 
And then the last one is a Guinness World's Record declares woman's wor- world woman is world's ugliest. In 2010, um, a female was accepted into the Guinness Book of Records after winning the world title an incredible 27 times. Her name is Anne Woods. She won her last of her titles in September 2010 at the annual Crab Fair in her hometown in a place I can't even pronounce, Egremont or Egremont in Cumbria. You got me there, folks. I got no idea where this is. Anyhow, despite... Hang on, I had to turn the page. Uh, despite the successes she's had, uh, she's been, she had failed to make it to the famous Book of World Records. But now in 2010, she did. Her daughter says that she's very happy to be included and to be recognized as the woman most able to pull the ugliest face in the world. She has one of those very flexible faces. Okay. I'm sure you've seen, uh, uh, if, if we could put this on the, uh, show, we would. Uh, and if we had our usual producer here to help us, he could call the website up and put the picture on. Yeah, we'll have but, you know, David put this in. Yeah, she has it just looks to she me has like she has one of those what they call elastic faces where they are able to actually make a very, very broad smile because of the elasticity and of their face and skin and muscles. And so they they have Is there her, a picture of her without making the face? No. And and I'm It looks not, to me like she's an older lady with wrinkles with no teeth and Yeah, she has I don't her think lip. she's making the face there. I think that's her normal face. Okay. But she is a, now she's got her lip pulled up over her her lower lip pulled up over her upper lip so that it's very close to her nose and she is making a sort of a face. Uh I have seen uh as many of you probably have in um carnivals and such individuals who are able to to do that with their faces to stretch their faces out and make what people would call a funny or strange face and so she was able to do that and apparently uh she may have even earned a living doing it but she never made it into the guinness book of world records and now she did and she's very proud of that so good for her yes i'm i'm happy for her she finally made her goal. So I think the whole moral of this, if there has to be one, is that uh, maybe we spend way too much time looking for reasons to discriminate, uh, but maybe it's not all our fault. Maybe some of why we do what we do has to do with our uh, human genetic makeup. Yes. Maybe. To if some we degree. all look the same, but I think boring we can, world that would it be. It would be. It would be very boring. On the other hand, like I said before, if if it's natural, and I'll use that word specifically for a reason, if it is natural for us to discriminate for or against someone on the basis of their appearance, uh, then when that presents a negative, I think we should try to suppress it. Yes. We have a lot of kids right now committing suicide from bullying. Yes, and there's a lot of bullying goes on, and and a lot of kids suffer from it, and that's definitely a form of you know. But then there's lots and lots and lots and lots of ways that <clears throat> children bully one another, not just on their appearance, although that's a big one. Yeah, you know that's why they went to wearing uh, uniforms in school. Uh, because they didn't want kids bullying each other about the kinds of clothes they wore. They also had to do a lot of with gangs. Gangs. A lot of stuff had to do with gangs. But there was also, there was also a lot, I mean, when I was in school, there was a lot of that going on. Uh, I remember very Yeah, look at Jimmy, he got his shoes from Payless. Yeah, well, and, well, they didn't have Payless when I was a kid. But I remember very clearly, uh, a dressmaker called Lance, L-A-N-Z. They're still around, actually. I've heard of them. And, uh, the, the well-to-do girls in the school wore Lance dresses and they were noticeable because they used to, they used to have little 
trims around the collar okay. and shoulders and things. And you could always tell that it was a Lance dress by okay. these little trims. They added cost to the dress by virtue of the fact that more material was needed to right. do a certain thing and more time was needed to do it. And so the price of the dress went up and of therefore course. the rich people could afford them. And the, those of us who were not so uh, financially endowed could not. Right. And so there was a lot of that sort of thing going on. I remember that even in um, gym class, uh, everybody wore dark blue shorts and white shirts and I believe sneakers and socks. But... But again, there were dark blue shorts and then there were dark blue shorts, you know. Yes. Some of the cuter, better built girls could wear their shorts a little shorter and a little tighter and then the rest of us slugged along in our, <laughs> in our something just this side of, of dad's jockey shorts, you know. Oh. I mean, just really bad. When I was in junior high, we all had the same. Well, we had to purchase them from find, the gym. Yeah, they finally they finally did get around to realizing that that kind of, yeah, of discrimination was going shorts. on. So then they said, "Okay, you're going to wear uniforms, and on top of that, you're all going to buy them from the same source. Yes, so that you're not having some shorter, some tighter, some better colored, some better tailored. You're all going to wear the same." Thing. Yeah, but we had the uppity up girls who would take them home so, and bedazzle them. Well, <laughs> well, that. And then, so then we wound up with our kids discriminating against one another for other reasons. So the, the, the point is I'm not an advocate of uniforms. I'm simply saying that it doesn't matter what you do. Your, your, your people are going to discriminate against one another for all kinds they of find reasons. Or another. And all I'm saying is if you choose to discriminate against someone for a reason, keep it to yourself. You, you know, that person, trust me, that person can go through their life without your information about how you discriminate against them for whatever the reason is and be very happy to do so. So they don't need to and hear it. And whatever you have to say, they've already heard it ten times a over. A thousand times over. And on top of that, you may or may not be aware of it, but negative begets negative and positive begets positive. And the yes. more negative you ver verbalize about or express yourself about, the more negative you're going to create around you. I was talking about this at the gym that I taken away negative out of my life yeah exactly you it, it, we have to do the best we can to keep as positive as we can that's my philosophy if i surround myself with negative people i become negative exactly if i surround myself with positive i become positive exactly and so i i suggest and prove me wrong prove me wrong go out and 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 be positive for a 24-hour period. Say nothing negative about anything or anyone for 24 hours. And then tell me that your life wasn't a little bit more comfortable that day. Yes. Prove me wrong. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us.
looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Okay, moving on to something else, talking about surrounding yourself with negativity. Uh-oh. <clears throat> What you got? Well, we were talking the other day about bed bugs, and I thought it would be interesting to see who's got the most bed bugs these days. Uh, and because when I first became more aware of it than I want to admit, <laughs> um, wasn't all that long ago. I mean, I knew what bed bugs were. You yes. know, we all you know have. Grown up, well, most of us have grown up with the uh, thing mom used to say, night, night, don't, don't let, let the, the bed bugs, bugs bite, shit like that, you know, and it was like, yeah, they don't because I don't have bed bugs. Right. But uh, people do have bed bugs, and what's worse, they share them, uh, not necessarily intentionally. But it but, just seems like bed bugs have just recently come back. Into well, there seems to be uh, more, more cases. an increase in the reported incidents of yes. bed bugs. And uh, so much so that they actually have a list of the ten most bed bug infested cities. Ah, oh, number one. I would have thought that Las Vegas would have been number one because actually, when I first heard about the incidence of bed bugs rising, uh, it was in connection with uh, hotels in Las Vegas. Okay. And they even said if you're concerned about it, that you could go to like bedbugs dot Vegas dot whatever the heck and find out what hotels in Vegas had been complained about for bed bugs. Okay. And I actually did do that for a while, and then I thought, well, that's stupid. People that don't like the hotel could complain about bed bugs, well, and yes, it wouldn't be true. Well, yes, they find anything to So I learned how to check for bed bugs, and then I don't worry about it. When I go to a hotel in Vegas or anywhere, um, I check for bed bugs before I even let my suitcases be brought completely into the room. Okay. Because bed bugs are ingenious little critters. Their um, nature has helped them adapt to uh, their limitations in terms of their size because they are pretty tiny. tiny yes. Yeah, it's pretty hard to spot them actually. Uh, but they, uh, they can you see one with the naked eye? You can uh, if it's an adult. Okay. You, I don't think you can see the eggs with the naked eye. You can see their um, droppings, hulls. They, they. I don't know if they shed like a snake or if when they die they leave a hull. Okay. Uh, a skeleton, so to speak, because I think they're exoskeletus, if that's the right word. They have the skeleton on the outside. Outside. I, I believe. In any case, uh, they. I have heard that you can see in the like corners of a ceiling where the walls meet the ceiling. You could see. Uh, where some have died and their little skeletons are there, and you can see okay. those. But you can see their droppings. You can see uh, evidence of their having been in a bed 
because they, te- I guess they like hide under the mattress, between the mattress and box springs. I've heard like to they, check the rim where they sew the mattress together. Yes, yes, um, they like to, they like to hang out there. Uh, to also, sold the, that back to they, see. there are little droppings, little brown spots, little, uh, and there's blood spots Yucky. because that's what they eat. They eat blood and, uh, I guess they, I don't think regurgitate or what. I don't know. Anyhow, they said look for, for brown spots, which is dried blood. Okay. Or their droppings. And yeah, look in the, the edges of the mattress, look in the, um, uh, where the headboard is up against the wall, or even if it isn't up against the wall, look in the in the cracks of the headboard. Look so, like if it's screwed on to the wall, look yeah, in the cracks. Yeah, or if it's not screwed on, look at the back of it. If you can take a flashlight, which I do when I go into a so hotel room, like I look dark. all over with a flashlight. So they like to live in a dark. They love the dark because okay. they can do what they want to do and nobody can see them. And so, and on top of that, they're very mobile. They have, they've figured out uh, how to get from point A to point B, uh, a long distance without having to work at it real hard. Like, they Catch hop right on your on clothes, suitcase. they hop on your suitcase, they hop on your purse, they hop on your pants, your shoes, whatever, and they take a ride wherever you go, and then they hop off. So and one room can have it, housekeeping comes in. Oh yeah. Vacuums. Oh yeah. Cleans, and vacuum she takes cleaner. It to the next one. Vacuum cleaner sucks up the bugs, takes them out, dumps them maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, I I look all over a room bef- with a flashlight before I allow my suitcases in there. I don't want to have bed bugs no, ruin my night's I've sleep. I've never had bed nor bugs, do I want to take them home them. with me. No. I don't want to go there. So, um, but for those of you who are interested in the ten most bud bud big right easy for me to say bed bug infested cities, they are number one. Don't ask me why. Cincinnati, Ohio. Really? The only thing I can figure is Akron may not have reported. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it because uh, I, why Cincinnati? Right. I don't know. Maybe they are a, um, what's the word, convention capital or something. Maybe they have a lot of conventions there. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why. The second is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Huh. The home of brotherly love <laughs> and bed apparently bugs. bed bugs. Uh, third, Detroit, Michigan. Now, if you buy a car in Detroit, uh oh, and and let's go to the extreme here. Let's say that the car was in its last stages of 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 uh, being built, and the guy who's uh, doing the inside of it, you know the upholstery and whatnot right. let's let's say that he has bed bug infestation oh. and let's say that he has them in his pant legs as is frequently a case they do they hitch a ride in your pant legs because you a lot of people take their clothes off and throw them on the floor right especially right. men the men are pigs excuse me did i say that out loud i'm sorry men, men are are organizationally challenged and so when they, they take, take it off, off their and clothes, they it. when they take off their clothes frequently, now my husband is actually not one of these. He's very good about putting his clothes up high on a shelf. He doesn't hang them, but at least he puts them up on a shelf instead go. of on the floor. Uh, but in any case, a lot of guys drop their drawers, let them and lay where they fall, walk and out of them and walk away. So while they're busy doing whatever they're doing that night, the bed bugs are busy doing their thing, which is hitching a ride down the road. So let's say that the guy that's uh, finishing up the upholstery inside my uh, Dodge minivan is um, bed bug infested. Has has bed bug critters in his pants hitching a ride, and let's say that he's in the car long enough that they decide to uh, jump, jump out, out and nestle in the carpet of my no! Dodge van. And wait there. Now, you would think, possibly, that they'd starve to death on the way from Detroit to Los Angeles, where I'm going to buy my Dodge van. But, in fact, these little fuckers can live for a really long time without eating or Mm. drinking or anything. Long, long time. Years. Okay? Long time. Okay? We're not talking dragonfly lifespan here. I'm all itchy. I know. I know. I know. So when I get my, when my Dodge van gets here, 
in Los Angeles. I buy it. I take it home. It's winter, and I'm wearing long pants. And the little critters are hungry, and so they jump on my pants and take, and then they go in my house. They hitch a ride with you. So, I mean, it's conceivable. Yes. Okay, so don't go to Detroit and buy a car. Uh, or look at your car really good when you buy it, I guess. I don't know. New York, New York is number four on the list. That sort of stands to reason. I can understand that. New York's got lots of infestations. The housing is like connected as apartments and condos. So we're sharing walls. Yeah. Uh, That's not all we're sharing. Well, you know. We're sharing rats and roaches and mice and lice and bed bugs. bugs and yeah but i can understand and that's not that because true of all, all that's not true of all new york no we don't, we don't need people from new york saying i'll be goddamn go to hell i don't have bed bugs in my house no but, but it's more you know we're just saying what's in it said i didn't write this main street uh don't shoot the middle main man street dot net or something wrote this so it's just not me okay columbus ohio is number five. Really? Los Angeles is number six. See that? They get that from Detroit. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got them. It's not our fault. It's all in Detroit. Now our Detroit listeners are going, what the I know. fuck? Why are you picking on me for? Dallas, Texas is number seven. Chicago, Illinois, our beloved president's home. So the White House. One of his hometowns. Might have I don't books. know. Oh! I don't know. It could happen. Yeah. Um, because you don't know you're carrying them. I mean, dude, they're teensy weensy little things. That are in your Mrs. Obama sits her purse on the floor and she yeah. catches some yeah. bed bugs and brings them back to the White House. You know, I just recently bought this little thing. It's really cute. It, it unfolds and you sit it on the table and then you hang your purse from it. Uh-huh. And I really like that because I don't have to put my purse on a chair on the on the table or anywhere or on the floor. I can hang my purse. The only bad thing would be if underneath the table there were bed bugs, but otherwise it's not a bad idea. Anyhow, Houston, Texas is number nine on the list. That's interesting. Seven is Dallas and nine is Houston. Looks like Texas is the only state. Oh, no. Ohio has two cities represented as well. Okay, almost, well, almost missed. Go big there. or go home. Yeah, Texas has two cities and Ohio has two cities. That are big on the bed bug list. That have reported. That are reported. This is true. We don't know. And the last is Baltimore, Maryland. Again, our president. Thank you very much for, <laughs> uh, you know. So, I wonder if the White House has bed bugs. I would like to encourage anyone who suspects that they have bed bugs to do yourselves a favor. Do not. I want to repeat this. Do not. Go to the store and buy something that says it will kill bed bugs. No. Because I promise you it will not. You're this wasting your money. This is a job for the, the Orkin dude or whoever to come to your house and do their bed bug thing. Yes. They even have dogs that can sniff them out now. Really? Yes. Well, you know, they can train dogs to sniff anything. Yes. Drugs, guns, My dog just sniffs whatnot. everybody's asses. He, yes, he, your dog is big <laughs> on sniffing asses. I can certainly ass, attest to that fact. Ass sniffer. <clears throat> but they do, they have trained animals, dogs, to sniff out bed bugs. And they take them when they, when somebody suspects they have an infestation or wonders if they have, right. they can call the, the bed bug infestation guys and they'll right. come out and test the do- doggies will go around. And you'd be surprised, but they don't always find them in the bed or even the bedroom. Right. Frequently they're found in other rooms of the house. And, and so uh, without the dogs helping them, you know, then you're talking about, you know, just netting the whole house and fumigating it. Right. And you may even be talking about that anyway. And yes, it does cost more money, but it does solve the problem. Yeah. At least for the time being until you bring some more home again. So be cautious when you so travel. You, yeah. Be very, very considerate of that possibility because you're going to, you're going to run into somebody that now, can you get diseases like, say, mosquito bites you and you can get a Well, disease? I don't know. That's an interesting possibility. Whether or not a bed bug can transfer a blood-borne illness from one 
patient, if you will, right. to another. I don't know the answer to that question, okay. but I'll bet you you could maybe Google it and find yeah. out. Because I want to look into that just I'm to pretty see. sure they've found out the mosquitoes. mosquitoes do. Yeah, yes. and uh, not only do they bring you their own little uh, surprise uh, disease mm-hmm. processes. Right. What is that? Is West it? Nile. Yeah, West Nile, ugly killing disease, dangerous to... I think we only had one case people. where we lived this year. Older people, especially yes. me. When we went fishing, yes, like two, three months ago, we went up to Northern California and went fishing, and I bought two cans of DEET, <laughs> you know, the bug spray yes. stuff that kills and prevents and like that, Because and I sprayed it all over myself, all over my hair, my clothes, my arms, my legs, everything, because... I am 73 years old now. I don't need to get West Nile virus. No. It'll fucking kill me. Yes. And so I'm very cautious about stuff like that. I don't want and it. And where we live, we don't have a lot of mosquitoes. We don't have a lot of any kind of bug too much. We do have our, they like to call them water bugs. Yeah, I call them water They're bugs. They're cockroaches, folks. Come on. In any case, they do actually come in from outside seeking water. water and that's yeah. why they call them water bugs. But they're cockroaches. Uh, and, and in the desert, they, uh, we have oh them. my goodness, we do have them. So we have to watch for those and protect ourselves. And ants. We have a lot of ants. Well, yeah. But. And we, I found a scorpion in my cupboard. Yes, you did. It was a baby, but it was a scorpion it was a just the same. It was like on its last breath, but it was very yeah. scary because my little one, she's fixing to be two, plays in that cupboard, in the Tupperware yes, cupboard. Yes. And if daddy didn't find it, if Zoe would have found it, oh, I didn't want to go there. She probably would eat it. <laughs> she puts everything in her mouth. Yeah, well, that's well, her age. Yeah, that's her age. So, yeah, yeah that's another good suggestion uh, to people that may not think of it. You need to kind of look around your house, folks, and make sure they're really as kid-proof as you think they are. Yeah, we have problems with black widows a lot up in the desert, Oh, too. we have a lot of black widows. Yeah, we have a lot of black widows outside and inside, mostly outside. Um, and they do tend to come out at night. Yes. And uh, if you're not sure whether you have black widows or not, just uh, get a flashlight and walk around your your house at night. But be night. careful, though, because... Watch where you're walking. Yes, because they like to hang down on their web, like right in eye contact. Well, they, they, they will actually uh, weave a web across a walkway from, yeah. let's say, one bush to another. Right. I don't know how they do it, but they manage. And... Uh, and then they they hang out there. They sit there and they wait, wait for their for prey. the little night night uh, crawlies or flying things to come. And then it's like snack time for yeah, them. Yeah, they like to live in the bushes in front of my windows. Yes, they do. Yeah, I've seen them. I killed one, in fact. Yes. Um, but the the black widows are prevalent. Um, you can spray for them, and this, those sprays do work. Um, stomping is very effective. Yes, I stomp on black widows with great regularity. But usually only when I have real shoes. Not, yeah, well, you don't want sandals. But anyhow, that's that's pretty much it for the buggy part of our story today. Sorry, folks, if you're all itchy, scratchy yeah, like we, I am we, now. We don't mean to bug to, you out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to bug you, but uh, don't forget, we would like you to uh, send us an email about your favorite way to vent, or if you vent, or if you don't vent. Anything you feel about venting, you can vent on us. Let us know. Uh, Or anything else you want to tell us, uh, what you think about our show. Uh, You can, again, reach us by just clicking on the comment button on our website. And that will take you directly to the email page where then all you have to do is pick Don't Get Us Started. And if you can, tell us what episode. I think this is number seven today. I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not either. I'm not either. Well, it's it's... We had a mess up last yeah, podcast. Yeah, we had sort of a mix up last podcast. I moved my mic and I accidentally turned it off and I was unaware that I turned it off until David, my husband, went to edit and I sound like I was in a different part of the house. Yeah, bless him. He spent three so, days and three hours fixing that yes. problem. And so you're, the, the podcast just before this one, I think, 
I don't remember now. He said he was going to try to fix it so it was just before, but he may make it afterwards. We made the last podcast that he just got finished editing will be up now, I believe. And then this one's this coming one's up after next that. Week. Okay, so the one just before us, if it sounds a little funny, it's because he had, he had to, to do he had a lot of really editing. I'm it. sorry, and it was a very important when podcast. When you hear the to podcast, me. you'll know why we could not just re. So I apologize. It. I was unaware. That's the way it goes. Don't worry but about I'm it. I'm new to all of this. Don't worry about it. Um, anyhow, if you can comment on what episode, if you don't know the number, tell us basic content. We'll get it from there. Yes. We will read your emails on air unless otherwise specified. And we hope that you will come back and give us a listen next week. So until then, I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And I'm saying that's enough for tonight. So don't, don't get, get us started. started. Good night. Good night. Get us started!